0: The Art Dealer Diaries are brought to you by Medicine Man Gallery, located for over 26 years in Tucson, Arizona, specializing in antique Native American art, early Western art, including the famed Maynard Dixon, as well as modern art. You can find everything online at medicinemangallery.com. There's over 6,000 objects to select from. Also, the Charles Bloom Murder Mystery Series, written by yours truly, me, Mark Sublett, There's six books in the series, and they follow the protagonist Charles Bloom through all the intrigue of the art world set in Santa Fe and the Navajo Nation. These can be found on Audible, eBooks, Amazon, and of course the gallery at medicinemangallery.com. You're gonna love this podcast. It's with David Wasserman. If you ever wondered what a picker was, you know, one of those guys that you see on American Pickers, well, he's the real deal, and he's been doing it for fifty years. David ran away from home and when he was 13 moved to West Virginia and has been living on his own ever since. He's got a great eye and knows tons about all sorts of things and is really a specialist in motorcycles. So this will be an interesting topic, American picker, David Wasserman. Hello, David Wasserman, very happy to have you today. Art Dealer Diaries, this is, you're the reason I want to do this show,
1: right?
0: you know, it really is, because, you know, so the whole premise of this Art Dealer Diaries is it's people that come through my life and affect me in some way, or just enhance it, and for sure you did, I mean, we met probably two months ago for the first time, which is kind of amazing, I didn't know you before then, because you've been in, as a picker, right, for 40 years? Uh, Thirty then- five. 35 years, which means you have had some killer stuff go through your hands over time. Oh, yes. And when you came into my gallery and you just, we were talking and, you know, it was flowing. And I actually ended up buying a very cool thing from you in 19, yeah, tell me about that. It was a 1937.
1: Sky Chief uh, travel trailer mascot. Yeah. And those are rare, right? Oh, yes. Um, I've never seen the complete trailer. I've never seen a complete trailer. I've had uh, maybe four of these uh, in my time, and uh, the first one I got, I got it from a guy who told me that's what he took it off of when he took it to the dump. To the
0: dump. Yeah, I paid more than dump prices for that one. (laughs) In fact, if for those of you who are watching on video, you can actually see it behind. Uh, behind me, because that's where it's going to reside. I really like it. I think it's really cool. So, when you find something like so how do you find something like that? How, where did that one come up in your life? Do you remember?
1: I had a lot of this just from those Keebler elves. <laughs> you know those guys? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like we find some stuff. Yeah. Uh, just looking and talking and. Uh, I realized recently on uh, a trip I was on with my wife that I'm like, hey, check that out. Did you see this? Did you see that? And she's like, what? And it's like, I've always had people tell me, oh, you got a good eye. Yeah. And uh, that's what it takes to eye like. I see stuff that uh, some people don't even notice, even though to me it's like, right, there, obvious as can be. That's
0: the key, really, don't you think?
1: That's it. And then when people see me with a load of stuff you know, in a show or yeah. in my truck or something, it's like, Wow, uh, it's all cool, you know. Like, and that's all I'm looking to find. To, I don't want to haul around a bunch of junk. I like find cool stuff that uh, just to be able to experience it for a while. Yeah, and
0: do you like it with the For me, history often oh, is really yes. interesting oh, too. Yes,
1: but I'm not a collector, really. I'm not. A, I'm a gatherer. Yeah, um, I don't need to have every one of the uh, whole series. That uh, right? There's some stuff I have had for a long time, but uh, as a picker, like I'll sell anything.
0: Yeah, I love uh, that. And, uh, God bless you. In the <laughs> well, you know, <clears throat> I found in my own world that if I buy something really great or have something really great that I know I can't keep because I, I am still a collector. And uh, I just kind of try to absorb it for whatever period of time that might be because I know it's probably the last time I see it. Um, but I want to get whatever energy it has and whatever history and it's kind of mine for a, a moment and that seems to work. Do you feel that same kind of vibe when you have something that's Um, cool, that's really got, you
1: go, oh my god. There's a few things I've had for a long time. Uh And I had this one thing I bought 25 years ago, 30 years, 30 Uh years ago, and it's a slave collar. And it's uh, it's very fine, very fine made, with like three half clamshell shapes with uh, shot in there. And uh, it's very fine. and uh, at the end of it, it's like two rat tails go together. But mm-hmm. before the rat tail, is a place where it's all twisted like this. Like they put it around somebody's neck, and it was like too big. They had to take it off, tighten it up, shrink it. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. it's like, I bought it at a show years ago, and I've never offered it for sale. I show it to people who come to my house, uh, hand it to them, and it's like, check this out. And I prove I give you what it is is... Uh, when I tell you what it is, it will chill you. Yeah, that and is. you hold this thing in your hand that was put around somebody's neck, and, uh, like a man did that to another man. And this could have been to a houseworker, like a small woman yeah. or something, where she shouldn't have some, you know, silly things going out of their shoulder that right. bumps into the wall. Yeah. Uh, Those kind of
0: things are. I see that occasionally come through, and occasionally I'll see something. I go, I don't even. There's something about it. I don't want to even touch it. I just say, right. you know, that's not for me. You go on. I know that one too. Yeah, right. I know that one
1: too.
0: People think it's funny when you say things have energy, but to me, I really. Yeah, right. That there's things yeah, that yeah. that do. Yeah, and so, you know. I love the fact that you you have no hesitation going, yeah, I'm a picker. That's what I do. I'm proud of it, and I like that. I've heard dealers say, oh, you shouldn't say a picker. You should say a scout or somebody who, you know. But I never thought it as a derogatory term. No, right?
1: No. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how we even came up with it. You know, but it's in, uh, mm-hmm. in the 80s probably, sometime in the 80s. And my license plate since 87 says pickin'. Wow! And, uh, people, uh-huh. people drive by me, they used to, before the TV show came on, people drive by me and they'd be doing this. Right. And I just look back at it and do this.
0: <laughs> Wrong kind of picking. <laughs> yeah, no, like, uh, yeah, and that uh, that show, American Pickers, really has kind of changed the whole sensibility, uh, I guess, of the profession. Um, but you kind of had some, you know, you were, you were in Iowa, right, when those guys were... Working too, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I set up at uh, a motorcycle meet in Davenport since 90, and that's where they're from. And it was before they started a TV show. Right. I know uh, we've always been friends and doing the same thing. So it's gone, you know. Uh, but yeah, things have changed since TV. When shows. you
0: watch a show like that, I'm sure you must have watched it. Do you feel like it really kind of is what happens?
1: Or um, is it a little
0: more sanitized?
1: Well, it's changed some, I mean, it's become TV, you mm. know, and, uh, like, those guys are pretty cool guys, and, like, they've been friends for a long time, and it's like, things have just changed for them, because they got to manage a whole, it's a big business. Yeah, it's a real it's business, big business, right? And, uh, it's
0: less about finding the objects, and then, than just the story, I um, think, well, really. They're not
1: finding it like you and I are having to find it, you know, like, they have ads, more ads, and right. they get more calls, and all of us together combined Uh, everybody wants to be on TV
0: yeah and tell us about that because that's I mean in your business and my business we're only as good as what we found and you know you take it you have to actually get a lot more into the trenches knocking on doors and things
1: right oh yeah I mean like uh, yeah people don't call me I used to put uh, ads out I'm always talking to people I get more calls used to get more calls now they have you know, American Pickers have ads and of it, all the magazines right. and stuff, and people call there. You know, they get a chance to be on TV.
0: But you, I mean, you'll literally go up, and if you're in an area, and see, like, a cool old bike in somebody's yard in the backwoods of West Virginia, which is where you live, right?
1: Right, I would do that, but it, you don't see it, you know? Yeah, you, you don't
0: just see don't see the motorcycle anymore. I mean,
1: uh, I've knocked on a lot of doors you know, yeah. for lots of stuff, advertising, signs, neon clocks all kinds of stuff that I used to buy, just yard art. Right. uh, Yeah, it's a lot harder to
0: do that. So you can find David, I'll tell you right now. He's got a really cool website, DavidWasserman.com. Go to it, he's got some great stuff. I I did, and you know, really, actually, it's really interesting, well run, his daughter. Yeah, say say it again.
1: D. Wasserman. D. Wasserman. D. Wasserman.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, David Wasserman Antiques. Yeah, and I
0: uh, saw Instagram. I went to the Instagram account too. It was really chill looking at yeah. all the different images My of your life. Man is, uh, takes
1: care of- yeah,
0: no, it's a really it's a really nice site, and you know, um, and I love the eclectic mix of stuff that you have from you know signs to history to in, some Indian material to just I can tell when I look at that I can tell a lot about you what. Pushes your buttons, what you like to see, and what excites you, and the and it's almost like a curated show. When I look through there, because I can see your eye in those objects. I didn't see one
1: thing that I didn't go. That's pretty cool. Well, what you see is my house. Yeah, yeah. was stuff and uh, comes and goes, and uh, yeah, that's how it is.
0: Now, your early life is really interesting. You were just sharing a little bit about about it. You left home at like 15 years old, right? Yes. What the hell is that like? I mean, I can't even imagine.
1: Hey, just like uh, today, buying uh a, a expensive motorcycle. Right. takes guts. Yeah. You know? And right. Like I was having a rough time at home, and uh, I, ran, I ran away when I was 13 for the first time. And wow. I didn't stay gone too long that time. and uh, But then I ran away for good when I was 15. And, uh, yeah, it takes guts to do that, but I was having a rough time at home, and I learned a lot. Oh,
0: I bet. And yeah. was that kind of, did you kind of just fall into antiques and buying and selling? How did that happen? I mean, you're and on That your... happened. I
1: was probably 18, and where we were living back in the woods in West Virginia, they had a, a pick up the trash day. Uh-huh. The town was going to pick up anything that the garbage man wouldn't pick up old appliances, <laughs> oversized right. stuff right. that the garbage wouldn't fit in your trash can and I was driving through town one day I was like wow look at this stuff and uh I filled up my truck with all kinds of good user stuff and went to this flea market that weekend or something that yeah. was nearby and sold eight hundred dollars oh my god and I was like wow and you were crazy. eight and you were 18 yeah I was hooked yeah I was hooked and like uh, in my time before that I'd always been a, a picker finding stuff here and there and right. hitchhiking and Oregon, you could pick up cans on the, you could walk on the freeway and you could pick up cans for five cents a piece. Right. That was like, wow, okay. Right. Um, yeah, no.
0: I, I actually did that in college. I went and picked yeah. up cans and helped, you know, with a little bit of extra money. That's right. It was pretty easy. So, uh... And then you moved to West Virginia. So you're there by 18 and you lived with a other a group of other like-minded people at that time, or...?
1: Yeah, it was uh, back to the land movement. You know, yeah, people just want to live off the land and right you know, be more with less. Yeah. That was the idea. Not a right. bad idea actually. Yeah. And then I read a great uh, magazine article and maybe New Age Journal or right. something like that. Right. And it was the cover story was Right Livelihood. And uh, it described the right Livelihood as a career that you can feel all positive about what you're doing, mm-hmm. not hurting anybody or polluting or World and and you can wake up every morning and scream book we'll I'm going to work. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of the cool cool thing about our
0: profession is we kind of set our if we want we can kind of, especially yours you can set your schedule your hours and what you want to do. Right. I mean, is that that's part of the call of being I'm a picker? Don't
1: you think? Yeah, I'm on my own. You know, I don't have any schedule. I don't have a. It's all a gamble. Right. It's a gamble that uh but it's been really great and like I'm not afraid and uh, yeah I'm not afraid and uh, I got a great family yeah you do and, I met um,
0: them there great so. And another book changed your life too right Larry McMurtry's Cadillac Jack. Oh yes yeah well tell me about that because like, I found it really interesting that but not surprising that a book could really affect you so deeply at a young age that you go wow this is something I could see myself
1: as. Well, you know, I was you know, as a picker, you know, junk seller or whatever, I am out there at the flea market selling stuff, and I see these guys all the time coming, they're always just buying. Right. Hey, who are these guys? <laughs> who are these guys? Yeah, they're I know they are buying all right. the time. I never see them selling. Where do they get their money? What's yeah. this all about? And uh and then uh, reading that book, Cadillac Jack, which is about uh antique picker, Cadillac yeah. Jack who bought the Cadillac of his dreams after he discovered a Main Dynasty base, right. in a Junk store in Arkansas for twenty some dollars, and it sells at these for a hundred some grand. And he buys the Cadillac of his dreams, a fifty nine Cadillac. Yeah, it's uh, ruby eye, booty Valentino Cobra Hub Right, right? <laughs> he's collecting up cowboy boots for some woman in Texas and truncheons for a guy right. in Baltimore. I don't think this is an awakening reading that book, like, wow, that's what these guys are doing. You know, they had a card file. This is before cell phones, even. You know? Yeah, like way like before, right? phones, maybe. You were
0: probably in your mid-late 20s of this yeah, time? Right. Yeah, right.
1: And, uh, yeah, cell phones, like, hey, we go to the, f-, and you go find the uh, public phone. Right. And, you know, set up at the ad Set up at the ad show. There was one public phone there, and it was tough to get a spot in there. You know, everybody, all the dealers were in there on setup day They call and, other uh, customers right wait in line to, get to use the phone to make the sale. Yeah, it made a big
0: deal, right? Going I mean, right. You know, I, rem- I remember losing a great thing at Brimfield that somebody had found and they called me and I said, it sounds right. Can you somehow get a picture or FedEx it to me or something? Because we didn't have cell phones. Before. I mean, it would have been just click, boom, done. Yeah. But they didn't have it and I lost it. And then another dealer found me um maybe a day later so i'd offered like 3500 for the or the the piece was 3500 at the show that the dealer had found we were going to just buy it together which it got lost because somebody bought it they called and said well it's 25,000," and i was like i said any room to discount firm (laughs) which means they didn't want a discount and I ended up buying it. I had to have it. It was a great Dixon and it was just a, something that I had to pay the money. It was a world record for that price of peace at that time. But, you know, it's the world has completely changed in our profession. And I think that's one of the things that really, you know, you know, it's great if you're on the internet, we're both on the internet, but what about how do you see your profession changing? I mean, it's no longer knock on the door and what do you got? I mean, are we are we as, you know, Dealers or pickers—is that a lost start? Is it gone?
1: It might be. You know, I'm glad I'm not uh, raising my kids still. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's not as easy as it was. You know, besides all the uh, all the reproduction fake stuff that's been introduced in the times we since we started doing it. Right. Uh, there's less interest. Like our kids don't care about it the same way. Uh, right. Our peers did. Right. that uh, we've been selling stuff too.
0: How about your kids specifically? Because they were raised in that environment of objects have importance. Do they have the same sensibility or are they still kind of not? Um,
1: they have sense enough not to throw it away. Yeah. I and know, they that's... live with old stuff. Yeah. But uh, they don't... Uh,
0: it's different, isn't it? They
1: don't trade in it. Or...
0: Yeah. And how about eBay? Is that affected in Craigslist and those kind of things? Um,
1: I was on eBay in the beginning and I've hardly dealt with it. And I did it a lot uh, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, right. Even up till 5 years ago, I haven't fooled it at all. Yeah. I don't even look at it hardly.
0: And why, why is that, you think? Um, you think it's the eBay, or you've just gotten your own well, web and Well, it's too things... impersonal,
1: and it's just uh, too controlling. Too controlled.
0: This is a personal business.
1: Definitely. You know, I mean, we do a lot of our business on a handshake and the word of mouth. It's true. Okay. We shake hands on the phone.
0: Yeah, you that's know. right. Right. The that is very is true. Kinda,
1: uh, on eBay. Right. I mean, those people, there's people there that are just trying to uh, be dishonest. You know, that's yeah. why they're
0: on it. No, it is. there are I people know. that do try to do that. And I will say there are people in our business, too, that do things that are less than scrupulous. But we ferret them out pretty quickly. Right. And the word gets... Very quickly through our community, saying, you know, this guy wasn't honest or didn't pay or didn't, yeah. you know, for instance, the piece I bought from you. We talked about it two months later. I said, "Yep, I'll take it." We shook hands. I'd never seen it. You bring it here. You know, two months later, I go, "Cool, it looks great." Boom, you're happy, I'm happy, right. and you know, I know
1: if I wasn't happy, you'd go. That's cool, not a problem. Hey, that's the rule. It's like guaranteed forever to be just what we say it is. Yeah, and like in my case. I take it back full trade any day. Yeah, Anything I sell, I'll take back full trade, and I've never had anybody take me up on
0: that. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, it's good stuff.
1: I mean, yeah, good stuff stays good stuff. Yeah, that's what I've learned, too. Like, if you're buying good stuff, you never pay too much for it. You're just buying it a little too soon. (laughs)
0: <laughs> now you deal your real specialty is motorcycles which has been really smart for you because I like. yeah a lot of things in our business have changed like antique furniture i don't know i mean just there's just not a market like it used to be at all unless it's modern mid-century modern great but tell me about that because i don't deal in motorcycle stuff and that's a whole different world what's it how does that work that area antiques right mainly oh yeah,
1: yeah. i like motorcycles uh so older than me yeah but, uh, I buy panheads and earlier 1965 and earlier uh-huh and uh, so oh. and I like original paint first paint original stuff
0: and that um, makes a huge difference for shirt, value and everything everything like, yeah same paint, for mine yeah
1: everything first original finish right is what we like because underneath the new paint who knows what's underneath that you know how right. much Bondo you as we call it food how much food's underneath the paint, you know, mixing in with the metal that, uh, you know, it's all shiny restored. Right. Shiny chrome and stuff.
0: So you'd rather sell a piece or even own a piece that chips and dinks and all that stuff, but yeah. it's original. Yeah. Right. We, well, we're the same with like pottery. I'd rather have the nicks
1: and the. Yeah. I mean, once you know it's been had work done on it. Yeah, you know, it's like piece of pottery start out with yeah. a little shard. Yeah,
0: well we always try. What we do, and I'm sure you must too, is we'll take pictures showing what it looked like. Because right. some people don't want it with the problems.
1: Oh so. yeah. But like, yeah, how much stuff is made? You know, when I see a, when you see a restored motorcycle, right. You wonder what that guy start with. I mean, right. I've been out there selling parts for years. I'm like, you find a frame. And that's your start. You right. You put the frame on a table. Next to you build the engine. In there, right. And then you need to find sheet metal. Right. Many restored shiny show bikes are built with parts. Yeah. All put together, and uh, I like regional stuff.
0: And so, which is a which is more? I don't know if it's more fun or more lucrative or both. The parts themselves, or actually finding a bike.
1: Um, hey, more people are looking for parts than. Complete bikes. That's because it's easier to find? Well, they they found a bike that was missing parts. Yeah. You know, it got customized right. at some point of the day or wrecked or whatever right. and uh, yeah, so people are always looking for parts to uh, complete a project.
0: Right. And the earlier the piece, the better I would assume. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And so when does that whole motorcycle time frame start? Like so what's the earliest motorcycle turn of the century? Eighteen
1: yeah, ninety? 18... Well, the first American big manufacturer was Indian, you know, nineteen oh one, that's the name. Right. Know. And there's a few others earlier than that. And, and uh
0: and what's the like the prime time for the Indian motorcycles? Well they were from
1: 01 to fifty three. Yeah.
0: And but is there like the twenties or thirties that's a better time? Is there a certain time that's like, oh these are the holy grails of the Indian motorcycles?
1: Well, four cylinders maybe four cylinder Indians which they made from twenty six to Forty-two, yeah. So, maybe not exactly, but uh, and everybody. was uh, a and, Well, and so from forty to forty-two, when they started, nineteen forty, they started right. in a skirted fender. Yeah. And from forty to forty-two, they call that the Doosanberg motorcycle. Uh-huh. Four-cylinder. And so when you find one of those, is your
0: lights go. Yeah. All right. I can oh, see yeah. in your face. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Sure. That's a great thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know the stuff. You can tell. I mean, once you know, you can see from across the room. Right. Uh, what year it is, whatever, just by the tank right. badges. Right. Which side the chains on? Or right. Or you know. That and do
0: so. you do things where you have to, uh, like in our world, we'll blacklight things like paintings and pots, looking for repaint. And you guys do the same sure. thing in the motorcycle world. Even more detailed than that. Yeah. Really. They have
1: a depth gauge measures the uh, thickness of the paint and they know the uh, the original thickness of the paint wow. like your painter can't paint uh, right you know the exact thickness all the way like when they did it at the factory right originally. right so uh, that's how they so test. they have an
0: instrument that you put on in it like a laser or something and that measures depth the of thing. which is like whatever right. one millimeter or something right. I mean hey
1: like the black light will tell you the difference between show you where it's been touched right you
0: know but uh, this is like so that is is that standard in the business that you have to um, do that no I mean it's only, only if you have a it,
1: yeah,
0: yeah you got the, really uh, the expensive one, right and you right. want to make sure yeah. everything that
1: mm-hmm. it's like yeah this is the best one there isn't there are some out there
0: doing yeah what well, so what's like a great bike really great motorcycle what can that is bring I have no clue I mean it's well, t- totally out I of my field
1: Vincent that recently sold for close to a million
0: dollars. Wow. Nice. And what makes that a million-dollar bike?
1: Well, I'm not the one that would to know all the exact details, but it was a famous bike in a movie. It was a movie bike.
0: So proven Provenance, as provenance. we say, uh, yeah, history. Only a few of them know. Yeah.
1: And it's a great bike. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was... Um, Yeah,
0: but there was, you know, in our world, in the art world, I don't care if it's motorcycles, pottery, or whatever. If you've got a killer provenance, there was a big show at at Christie's auction for the John D. Rockefeller collection, uh, or the Rockefeller collection, David Rockefeller actually, and you know, pieces or things that were selling for triple, quadruple, estimates because of you know they want a piece not only a piece but they want a piece of the history sure. of that individual and i understand that i mean there's things that i get that I go oh wow that's was such and such and that means i don't know if it should or shouldn't but it does mean something to me and i think it means a lot to collectors sure. as well yeah, stories help out they do yeah, real ones. Remember that, folks. Real ones. Yeah, right. <laughs> Provenance can always be changed. You got to really have the real deal. You know, it's true. I mean, we've all. I mean, at least in my world, I look especially. Um, I love I love that history, but I always look at the piece first. Right, same thing. Yeah, the eye, right? Yeah. yeah, people don't understand how important that is, and that's taken you. 35 40 years yeah how do you think that's changed from when you started to now how because your eyes gotten better right I mean it's true. what oh, yeah. what what do you think has happened in that time frame how how has it changed
1: well people have got there's more people not many, I don't know there's more fake stuff I'm aware of more fake stuff than right. I used to be and I've probably always been there. I just know about it. Right. Uh, and like, I know that nothing's sacred. Yeah. Nothing is sacred. Whatever, uh, whatever it is, we know the guy or we can find the guy that does the restoration on it. That, you right. Know. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so yeah, you want to find the provenance. Yeah.
0: And so when you look at a piece, your first thought sometimes is now not, Oh, this is great. It's okay. Is this real?
1: Yeah, for sure. Always, yeah. always. You know, you see something that looks too good. It, it is very, very possibly yeah. is. Yeah. You know, the first time you ever seen it, it's because uh, never saw one because they just started making it. Right. That's my thing. Yeah. And it,
0: I know I get like a gut reaction immediately on a piece. You find that too? You just go, boop, uh, there's
1: something not kosher here. Right, and uh, if they won't, it won't. It's not guaranteed to be exactly what right. they say it is. It's like. No
0: way. Yeah. Well, I think that's right. I mean, that's one of the things that I think, you know, people who are listening to podcasts podcast um, should take to heart that people, you know, should be able to give you a guarantee. If they're not going to give you a guarantee of some type, then that's a red flag. You know, that something may not be right. Or if it's the old, you know, too good to be true, it probably is. And um, I always call it the greed factor, if you get to, you know, it's like, oh, look how great this is, like, this is worth
1: so much. You know. I'm a shop collector that thinks he knows more than the
0: picker. Yeah, right. That, uh... Or dealer that's, a, I mean, I'm sure you've had yeah. dealers who think they know more than you, you know, and you bring them something great and they're like, oh no, right? Yeah. Have you found, that's another thing that I've wondered about, do you, when you bring, cause you bring a lot of stuff to dealers, right?
1: Not a lot. I mean, now, I, at one point you I did. Mean, I had in my time for sure.
0: Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> did you ever? Yeah, okay. fact Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. What do you mean when you've been spanked?
1: Well, hey, I remember I went to the. I was in New York City and went to uh, a major quilt store with right. a stack of quilts. And right. I said I went in there and uh, you know I got the buzzer to get lit in the door. Right. And uh, I said, "Hey, I'm here from West Virginia. I've got a great load of quilts." And the dealer tells him, I've never seen a good quilt that came from West Virginia. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? You know, 70 back of my chair. like, uh, So he was just an egotistical guy. Well, he was just looking for the Baltimore album quilts. Ah. Uh, uh, stuff. Whereas West it. Virginia quilts kept people warm, and a lot of them were made out of uh, flower sacks, you know, just different mixed up color materials. Right. It wasn't like a red, white, and blue quilt or. Right. It was just kept you warm.
0: Yeah. So his vision of what was a great quilt was not anywhere on your same level. Sure. So what did you think about that when he did that? It's kind of a.
1: Well, I learned it's just a great lesson. Yeah. In the shop, and it's like top quilt shop in New York City, and the books and the quilts were folded on a shelf as neat as encyclopedia. You know, of encyclopedia is just perfect. Right. Perfect, like. For
0: those of you at your home, an encyclopedia is how we used to get information before we had Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so that was a great learning, even though it was kind of a painful one. It sounds like that was a – you realize there's a
1: different world out there. And so did that affect you? Did you look uh, well, for I different just, kind of
0: quilts at that point?
1: Well, I just – I've changed a lot of that because nowadays yeah. all the quilts come from China. And, yeah. uh, you know, so many quilts come from China, and I don't want to uh, – if I've found a great, great quilt, Yeah. I can buy it, but like, it's got to be a great, great one. Yeah. That, uh, there's Some folk art or something that's, yeah, or history fun. again. Hey, to me, so many, there's a lot of stuff that I don't buy anymore because it's been copied.
0: Like uh, what? Uh, what would you say? Well,
1: I'll say like that the quilts. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I don't want to have to, I don't want to be out there with a stack of quilts selling with people that are buying $20. Right. Handmade Chinese quilts. Right. That, uh, I don't want to compete with that. It's too hard. Yeah, I'd rather buy something that somebody would say, "Wow, I never saw one of these before." Right, but right. That's what I like—cool stuff you never saw.
0: The cool stuff,
1: right, one of a kind.
0: Yeah, uh, and the things you look at and go, "I'm not
1: sure what this is, but it's really cool." Right, I like that. As long as I know it's old.
0: Yeah, that's the key. So tell people. I know how I look at, it, but how do you? When you look at an object, what tells you it's old? What what is it that
1: says, Oh, this is really old. This isn't just something we oh, might think It could be, you know, patina. Yeah. Patina so the covering
0: and you know, the yeah. gr the grit and the grime that's on it. Where hard. it came from. Yeah, history. Where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, where you're finding it. Yeah. If it's I'm a little at, old lady yeah. that's it handed down three generations yeah. and you know that's the
1: fact. I oh, mean yeah. There's places to go where that's all they got is fake stuff, Yeah. You know, it's mixed in. And,
0: uh, and, um. You see a lot of that at uh, kind of outdoor malls, outdoor antique fairs now, right? I mean, it yeah, used we to were. be, exactly. Brimfield used to be, for those who don't know, Brimfield's is a great auction or uh, uh, antiques show that's in Massachusetts, right? Yeah. Uh, I've, been, I've only been once, but it was great. Yeah, it's like
1: 50 years or more happening. Yeah. Like, thousands of dealers there yeah. three times a year.
0: But that's changed, too, dramatically, oh, yes. right? Yeah,
1: because uh, hey, when I first got into this in the uh, early 80s, uh, uh, depression glass, reproduction depression glass was all over the place where I lived the, at the auction. You know, i hold it up. Who else wants a deal, you know? And right. Like,
0: uh, in West, this is West Virginia. Yeah, it's West yeah. Virginia.
1: But, like, hey, that was 50 years or 35 years ago, right stuff's everywhere now, and like, how do you know the difference between the new and the old unless you were buying the old back then? Right. It's just... uh,
0: And so that's caused the values probably to just be very minimal. I don't think anybody
1: collects it for what it was. Yeah. It's not like... uh, How do you tell? You know, people don't know. You don't? don't Um, Yeah. So many uh, toys... The toy market has changed a lot because of all right. the production toys. And, uh, yeah, and, the and they
0: also products. restore them greatly too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one I've, you know, I've had a few in my career, but it, again, it's usually I'm in looking at a collection of, you know, Western material or paintings or Indian material, and they've got some toys that we, you know, I know they've been in the same family for three generations. And you can look at it and you can see Chip paint and bent things and you go oh yeah this is real doesn't mean i know the value (laughs) but i can at least turn them on to somebody or figure out a way to try to tell them hey that has value i mean sometimes i think that's what we do in this business is we sometimes say well we don't i don't know for sure what this is but i can tell you what it isn't or i can go i can tell this is old i know it's old but i don't know value or what it is And I'm sure you must. I mean, because you're a variety. You're you're way more variety than me. I'm there's not there's probably not much field that you wouldn't try to.
1: Well, that's not true. No. No, there's a. Uh...
0: What would you stay away from? What don't you feel comfortable well, after forty
1: years? Uh, I don't know anything about coins. I don't yeah, know, okay. I don't know much don't at all about jewelry. Rarely, yeah. Really, yeah. I buy jewelry. Yeah. And that's something I wish I didn't know. I like seeing those guys walk in the show. They're carrying a briefcase. Right. And like they're set yeah. up and gone before everybody else. <laughs> and it's it like, weighs two pounds. Yeah, pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I don't know jewelry. There's a lot of stuff I don't know. It's a big world. Yeah. And, uh, I'm still a beginner.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's a really important thing, I think, for people to understand. That always. You're 40 years ever. into this, right? You've spent yeah. your entire life dedicated to it. And your statement is you're still a beginner. And I And I get that. And I also get the fact you don't buy stuff you don't understand because you will
1: get spanked every time. Yeah. And I, mean, I take a chance. I take a chance at some stuff or uh, go back. You know, I'll go back and uh, find out. Right. Uh, yeah, I've been spanked dude sometimes. So yeah. Wow, I won't do it again.
0: Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's it, right? You learn once, and then if you get really burned, you go, okay, I learned my lesson on that. And we all have those. I'm sure you still, well, yeah. that still happens, yeah. right? That's how it works. Right. Yeah. I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking. And so when you come, like in a new area, so you're in Tucson, you live in West Virginia, will you go out and hit the antique stores while you're here and that kind of stuff? Mm, sometimes. Yeah. It's the call still there, right?
1: The call is still there, but the stuff is not there. That's the problem, right? So much of it is just. Uh, Reproductions, reproductions not all they, the they got it on the internet at the same time right the stuff the place to find it mm-hmm. is where they just laid it out that day you know they unloaded their car at the swap meet right and it's like fresh at least on that spot for right the day it doesn't say they didn't have it stored in their uh right the crap that they're selling every week right but uh Uh, But the estate sales, that's where it's like to go to. like to go to the big, like the guy that's been a collector, like I think the last motorcycle sale um, was a great one. You know, the guy was an ironmonger in Chicago Uh and and like had a five-acre patch fenced in downtown Chicago. You know,
0: with like, <laughs> Filled with motorcycle stuff. I
1: mean, it was 30-some cars, each car packed full of stuff. Wow. And, uh, Did you go to it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, everybody, it was the most amazing sale. Yeah. Leroy Hartone. Wow. And uh, the guy who was the Iron Lauder of Chicago. Yeah. Man, like, there was so much great stuff there. And, uh, like, that's where you find
0: Yeah. Even though there's a lot of competition, people
1: are there, right? But there's so much that everybody can't buy everything. And it's like it's that attitude of like you can't pay too much, right? You know, it's like hey, it's great stuff. Never had a chance to buy. Never even saw one of those before. Like, what's it worth? Yeah. You know how much you got? Yeah. We're buying it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's an important thing that people often and collectors often don't do, is they're afraid to step up to that next level. They're afraid, you know, and if you got somebody like yourself or me who is an expert or has knowledge and be will say, yeah, you should because this is really great. We did. We stepped up because it's good. So you can't, I don't think you can be afraid to step up, just like you weren't afraid in this instance. You knew, because you knew the rarity, and you knew it's not going to come back around. And then, I do that all the time. Like,
1: hey, I spend all my money. You know, I, don't yeah. have, I, mean, I can get more money, whatever. Right. I'll find it on But uh, like, there's something cool out there.
0: I'm not afraid to buy. You want the objects more than the money, right? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. money's just stuff. The money's just a tool to... Uh, to get more objects. Yeah, like, I don't have any money. I got objects that are just always floating. Yeah. Floating. It's not cool. Yeah, it's
0: it. all, it's, I think that's a genetic thing. I mean, I think all, all of us in this business that really love handling material and... It's probably for you, at least for me. It's more—it's almost more fun in the finding it than the selling it.
1: Oh yeah, fun's in the search. That's like yeah. what I said. But at the same time, uh, we make a lot of people happy. It's true. We make a lot of people happy.
0: You know, On both people, ends, buying uh, and selling.
1: Yeah, I mean, for as many people that are like, give you a hard time because it's more money than they think it could be or should right. be. They just, you know, they're naive. Right. Know that the people that are the customers are very happy.
0: Well, and I think there's a service that we provide that people don't realize that when these objects come on, and often it's because of death, divorce, or taxes, some reason they have to sell, they need somebody to be able to purchase that. Um, and it's nice if they actually have a face, a name, a person, versus putting it up on Craigslist and it's just about money and nothing else. Yeah. Nobody shows up to say hi. Nobody shows up to talk about what it meant to them. You know, nobody cares about the history. History's just gone. You know, it's like, oh, I don't. Yeah, great grandma. Doesn't matter. You know, I'm more interested in how much I can make, and I, I hate that. I think it's yeah. so important to keep that information if you can. And so I think it's a responsibility to some extent. Definitely. You know, otherwise it's gone forever. You know, into the esosphere of internet. So what else, is there anything else you really want to share with me, something that I would find really interesting? I mean, it's all interesting, but just your life is so unique. You realize that, right? You have a really unique, cool life. I've heard that. That's true. I've that. Yeah. And, uh,
1: I could write, if I was a writer or something, it would be pretty cool. I I would do it someday.
0: Yeah, you should write it down. You know, I think, it. I mean, the, the kind of things that have come across your hands, Places you've been, and you know, you've been doing this as a—you're actually in a profession. I think that's—I don't know if it's going to be around in 15 years. Probably. I hope
1: well, it. I don't know. Still be a part
0: around. There will be, but you know, it's a—it'll. I guess maybe it'll just be different. Maybe they'll be picking. They'll be world-class internet search individuals that know how to, you know, really find the material that way. But it, I don't know if it's the same as walking into a musty antique, you know, but somebody's antique uh, attic and going, What's that in the corner? What's that thing that's got all the spider web? Oh, that's Ant uh,
1: That Things are so different today. Like, kids, they don't want to collect the stuff, care about having the stuff. Yeah. Like holding it, touching it. It's something I learned about. It, about uh, kids driving. Yeah, a lot of kids that are like, 17 and 18 year old they don't have a driver's license. Like, I know where you were in your 16th birthday, right? 15 actually 15, okay. New Mexico
0: was 15. All right,
1: but uh, you were uh, driving at the driver's... I was getting,
0: at, the, getting at the DMV, get, or or at the Yeah.
1: because that was your freedom. Right. That was, you, man, you got behind the wheel it's like, right. see you later. Right. Hey, kids these days, they've got their freedom uh, in their single digits when they first held on to a cell phone. They've seen stuff. They remember that. that still stuff. haven't seen it. Right. And they remember when they got it. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, they've been places. They yeah, it's a driver's license. Yeah. They can go, they can stay in their bedroom and go places that we still don't get to.
0: Well, in 15 years, will anybody even get a driver's license? It'll all be. Not to say this is bad, this is the way things are, but you're right. Things change. Now, I do have one other question. Tell me about the hat. It's a cool hat.
1: Oh, yeah. And I just wore it for a long time.
0: Um, and so is it an old uh, Harley Davis hat? What is it? Yeah, it's Harley Davidson. Yeah. I
1: uh, t- pull that card out of there.
0: The one that says lost head. Oh, $100 reward, lost head. <laughs> So if you lose it, you want it back. I want it back. It's just got its card.
1: Hey, a day like today, I leave home, leave home wearing my hat, and then it gets too hot to wear it, and I sit in the restaurant and take my hat off.
0: Yeah, that's such a cool thing. Yeah. You know, you know, you love it when you have your card in that that says, "I will buy this object back for a hundred dollars if I lose it or forget it." I kind of doubt you'll lose it or forget I've it. I have lost a few of them, believe me. Have you? Yeah. Did you ever? Did anybody ever
1: call you back? Um, yes, yes. In fact, I made a good friend. I made a good friend. Uh, I had a wow. It's right a forty-nine Panhead. And I just mounted a saddlebag on the side of it. Right. And, uh, later on in the day, I was riding it and I stopped, I pulled over at a place and, uh, as soon as I pulled over, uh, my phone rings. Oh, and I looked at it and my saddlebag was gone on my
0: bike. <laughs> oh, and, God.
1: And I was like, where's oh, like, saddle saddlebag, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, I don't tell but,
1: uh. Phone rings, it's like, Hey Dave, how you doing? I'm like, Not too good. I just looked down at my <laughs> saddlebag. There. And this guy said, Hey, I'm sitting here on the side of the road and I'm holding your saddlebag with your hat in there with that card. I'll be I down. Me. And uh, the guy drove right to where I was and uh, I said, Hey, I said, uh, He was with his son his wife. They just moved there and they were looking for a place to go uh, where they could be able to go hunting. And uh, I said, Hey, you want to make a hundred dollars, or you want to make a new friend? And uh, he's like, "Hey, I want to make a new friend." And uh, I said, "Well, throw that saddlebag in the back of your car and follow me." I followed him home, and like we live on f- four acres and right. woods. And uh, he's a bow hunter. I said, oh yeah. Well, you can deer hunt right here with your bow. Yeah. And uh, we become really good friends. And he's born the same day as me. Wow. And, uh, it's pretty neat. And that's
0: because of an object. you know objects have they have binding they have binding and because you walked into my gallery we're friends now too and I really appreciate you coming and sharing some of this to me it's you know I think it's really important for the world to know the Dave Wasserman's and see I do I think it's really important you make a difference in the world in a positive way so Yeah. yeah so thank you very much and everybody go visit his website it's very cool it's d Wasserman com. You'll see he's got great stuff and um, who knows what he's gonna find next. I hope he brings it to me first though. <laughs> Thanks, come see me the good stuff's not yeah. on the web. Yeah, all right. That's a deal. we right Will on. do. Thanks again Art dealer diaries